guys. How are you? Welcome into a Tuesday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. We're here on bettingpros.com. Always where you find your audio podcasts. Your video is on YouTube on the Betting Pros YouTube channel. And we're always being presented by BetMGM with the $10 offer above me on YouTube. $150 any event. Promo code JUICE150 when you sign up at BetMGM. BetMGM.com. Okay, so a two-in-one night. The one-unit bet cashes, which is nice. We got the Titans right at plus six. So a good way to end the weekend after not a very good Sunday. Good to have a winning day. We got the Kraken way wrong. Whew, that guy that DM me was right. <laughs> Kraken were due for a huge letdown spot. I faded that. And well, that cost me a perfect night because the Red Sox bats are hot. They are alive. And my gosh, another grand slam by the Red Sox. And they are now up two games to one in their best of seven series. Game number four going tonight. And Zach Greinke is going for the Astros. Ooh, boy. I'm going to tell you this. At the time of taping, I cannot play anything on game number four for the Red Sox and the Astros. But I will be playing the over. And so that's going to be in there. I will put it on the Discord channel. My guess is the total is going to be nine and a half again would be my guess. And I probably will be jumping up here on the over. And maybe taking the Red Sox. I have maybe a couple of plays. I'm not exactly sure. You have to go to the Discord channel at bettingpros.com or sorry, bettingpros.com slash chat. Or there's a link underneath me here on YouTube to get into the Discord channel. I will tell you when I'm playing for the Red Sox. I don't know what to do with the Dodgers game, to be frank. I think if the number drops to seven from a total perspective, I'll bet the over because seven is way too low. It's a playoff game. I don't expect, you know, outstanding pitching. I know it's Bueller versus Morton, but I mean, both these offenses are hot. The Braves are scoring. You know, Dodgers are at home. They're down 0-2. I expect them to come out swinging from their, you know, from their shoe tops here. So I don't have anything for the podcast for baseball, but I will on the Discord channel. I just got to wait and see how the numbers play out. We get a little bit closer to game time for both the Red Sox game against the Astros, most likely over. And then if the total goes to seven, most likely the over in the Astros and the Dodgers game. But I got to let it all play out. So nothing on baseball at the moment. What I do have for you today is one college football bet on a number that's moving. So I want to give it to you now. And three NBA future wagers as the NBA is back coming up here tonight. Okay, so I've already given you the game, the one unit play plus four for the Warriors tonight against the Lakers. That number's down to three. So I'm glad we gave it to you early, gave you the four. That's good. We got a better value on that plus four for the Warriors. I think they win the game outright, okay? But I, I like the four over the three. The first game, I lean Nets, okay? If you want to know what I would bet, I would bet Nets. But I'm not going to go near it because it's a banner dropping ceremony. It's a, re- it's a rematch. Nets might be super motivated or the Bucks could be just seeing red to go out there and Giannis goes and has like a 50 point game. I just I can't really get a read on it. This is a watch game for me. I just want to enjoy it, have a good time. And then I'm more confident with the the second game to get into that. So one unit going on the Warriors plus four. I will have another unit going in baseball for sure coming up later today. But before I give you the NBA plays, let me tell you about a Wednesday night football game. Wednesday night, Coastal Carolina at Appalachian State. Why am I giving this out now? Three and a half is moving to four. All right. I bet this last night at four. It's the six and oh Chanteliers against the four and two Appalachian State Mountaineers. Chanteliers, Chanteliers, whatever the hell you want to call Coastal. Okay. They're damn good. Grayson McCall, 
14 touchdowns to one interception. But look, Bryce, the quarterback for App State, is not bad. He's not bad at all. Okay. The, the numbers are interesting here. Okay. So Appalachian State is averaging 48.2 points per game, number two in the country. They are number two in yards per play. 8.3 yards per play. They've got a couple of kids in this offense, including their tight end, H-back, whatever you want to call that kid, who's going to the NFL. And they've got real talent on this team. 541 yards of offense per game. It's insane what this team's able to do. And so far this year, in games they have played, they scored 52 against Arkansas State, 59 against Louisiana Monroe, 53 against UMass, 28 against Buffalo, and 49 up against Kansas. Coastal was off on a bye week last weekend. Okay, so here they go on a Wednesday, ESPN 2, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time start. App State at home is 4-2 and two overall, 1-1 one and one in conference. They just lost to Louisiana 41-13 on the road. They got embarrassed, and they're mad, big mad here. They've scored 45 points against Georgia State. 31 points against Marshall, 44 points against Elon, and they hung tough against Miami when Miami was having a decent year, and they lost 25-23. But the numbers here are mismatched completely. You've got an offense in Coastal scoring 48.2 points per game, and Appalachian State's defense gives up 26.2 points per game. That's 60 seconds. Uh-oh. Coastal's defense gives up 15 points per game. That's ninth best in the country. App State's only averaging 29 points per game on offense, 5.8 yards per play. That's not good enough here against Coastal. 4.6 yards per play for Coastal. As I said, their schedules are are pretty similar in terms of who they've played. And Coastal running the football, 6.4 yards per rush. You know what that is in the country? Number one. They have the best rush offense in the country. That travels on the road. App App State's 43, 4.3 rather, that's 76 in the country. On the other side, Appalachian State, 4.4 yards per rush, 3.6 yards per rush given up for Coastal, okay? Not easy to run in these guys, not at all. 112 yards per game given up, that's 23rd best in the country. It doesn't get much better when it comes to passing. Coastal, 12 yards per pass play, number one in the country, up against a defense giving up 7.2 yards per play, that's 61st in the country. Not bad, but not great when you've got a team that's averaging 12 yards per completion. On the other side, App State throwing the ball 7.6 yards per completion versus 6.2. That is 16th best in the country for Coastal. It's hard to get after these guys. They also sack the quarterback a ton. They get after the quarterback. They sack the quarterback. They also turn the football over a lot, which is interesting. If you look at takeaways, they were well, one. Coastal doesn't give the football away. 0.4 giveaways per game. That's 127 in the country. That's really good. Now, App State takes the ball away 1.8 or sorry, 1.2, but they give the football away 1.8 times a game. So they're turning the ball over. You can't do that against Coastal. Look, the number is four in rising. I'm comfortable with this all the way up to six, to be quite honest, but I got it at four. It's a Wednesday night game. It's not tonight. It's Wednesday night. Coastal at Appalachian State. Take it now before the number gets too high. Lay the four points. Coastal minus four on the road in Boone, North Carolina. I just one unit, full unit play. Coastal to go in there and beat up on Appalachian State. I just don't think they can keep pace. The over may be a smart play as well. 59 and a half. May come back. I may, depending on what the slate looks like on Wednesday, I may add to the total as well in this game because I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game. But I just will lay the four points. Coastal minus four for a half a unit. Sorry, for a full unit here for us here on the one play for Wednesday. All right. So 
That's a play on Wednesday. So I've already given you tonight. It's plus four for Golden State on the road at the Warriors. Late game in the NBA. Uh, the, at the Lakers, rather. Late game in the NBA. Now, I will have baseball, like I mentioned. So I'll put another unit at least in play for baseball today. So let's talk about NBA futures. All right. I looked around for my three favorite NBA futures. Okay. And I have talked to a bunch of people and gone... I can't find an under that I like other than the Lakers under 52 and a half wins. But the schedule is tough because the schedule is really easy for the Lakers. They could get there. So I don't want to bet that. So that was the only under I could come up with. Everything else that I like a lot are overs. So I've got three overs that I want to give you guys. And we'll start from the my favorite to my least favorite. My favorite overplay for the NBA is the Golden State Warriors over 47 and a half for wins. Look, this team for the Warriors, Kelly Oubre's gone. Kent Bazemore is gone. They got a couple of the Moses Moody pick. I really like a lot. The Jonathan Kuminga pick. People are saying that Kuminga is going to come in and have an instant impact on this team. They bring in Otto Porter Jr., which is an upgrade for the bench. I think the second unit for this Warrior team is going to be really, really good. And when Klay Thompson comes back, whoa, I think this is a revenge tour. I think people beat up on the Warriors. I think that they just, I think this is an opportunity for Steph Curry to go back to MVP level Steph Curry. They've got to stay healthy. All right. Obviously, they've got to have Steph on the floor. They have to have Klay Thompson come back from this knee injury and be Klay Thompson. Draymond Green on this team as well. But I think they win 48 games or more. I think winning 50 games is possible for the Warriors here. And I just think this is a team that I know it's in the West and I know it's difficult. But I think the Otto Porter Jr. Uh, free agency pickup is really, really nice. And I think Wiseman on that second unit could be really effective. I mean, I think you could take a big step forward with that second unit for this Warrior team. I like the over 47 and a half wins for the Warriors. That's my favorite play for a total so far. Like the Warriors in opening night plus four, like the Warriors team total over 47 and a half wins going here. And I just think the Warriors are going to be a ton of fun to watch. And frankly, I, I just think the NBA is going to have to go back to reminding themselves like, oh, right, because you're the Warriors <laughs> and what you've been able to do and how successful you have been and how dominant you have been. Over 47 and a half wins for the Golden State Warriors. Play number two. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Same win total, 47 and a half for the Atlanta Hawks. I like these guys. Speaking of health, they've got to stay healthy. They've lost so many games to injury. But Bogdan Bogdanovich and Trey Young in that backcourt. DeAndre Hunter, when that dude is healthy, this team is damn good. This team is Eastern Conference competitive good. Okay, When they have DeAndre Hunter on, and they lost him in the postseason last year, that was really tough. Cam Reddish had to come in and play more, more minutes than they wanted him to play. But John Collins is a dude that we bet for props on the prop bet cheat sheet. Like, How many times did we bet John Collins over his point total last season? Like, I like, I like him a lot. Clint Capella assists, okay? This is going to be a thing again. When the Hawks come back, let's see what happens with the Clint Capella assists. I don't know how many times we bet that last year, but we're going to come back and do it again. If it's .5, this dude every game just seems to have one assist. It's all you need, and we cash it. Clint Capella assists. I just, I like the moxie of this team. I like the fact that they're coached by a guy that they really want to play for a lot in Nate McMillan. 
And I think Trey Young is coming for the league. I really do. I think this dude, he showed so much by tormenting the Knicks and the Knicks fans. I, I, I just think this team has an opportunity to make a deep run in the postseason with Nate McMillan as their head coach. Look, the, the Atlanta Hawks has only, to, they only topped 50 wins twice since the turn of the century. Okay, so it's been a while since we've gotten to the 2000s, the last 21 years. Could they do it again? Yeah, I, I think they can do it again. I think they win 50 games. I think Atlanta is going to be a really tough place to play. I think the Atlanta market is just so jacked to have Trey Young after that playoff run. Look out for these Hawks over 47 and a half wins for the Atlanta Hawks Warriors over 47 and a half one unit Atlanta over 47 and a half one unit and the final NBA futures bet Knicks and their win total is 41 and a half again last year like last year the Knicks in the first half how many times did we bet the New York Knicks in the first half last year do you know why we did that because the Knicks play hard in the regular season. Why? Because Tibbs is a nutcase and he plays his starters like the entire season. There's no resting when you play for Tibbs. He burns his guys into the ground. But that's great for futures. That's great for regular season win totals because we know what we're going to get. We're getting Julius Randle. We're getting RJ Barrett. We're getting Derrick Rose. We're getting this bench. We're getting these, you know, getting Todd Gibson. We're getting these guys playing big minutes. Obi Toppin's playing big minutes. They're going to play. They want to win. They've brought in Evan Fournier from Boston. They brought in Kemba Walker. Those are two monster additions for this team. You know Kemba Walker wants to rid every, stop people from talking about how bad he has been, what happened with Boston, what happened at the end of his career in Charlotte, and now he's in New York. He goes home. UConn product, New York kid. Evan Fournier, after playing with Team France and playing with the Celtics now and after going from to Orlando, gets a big free agent deal to come on in. Their backcourt's reworked. Their frontcourt is great. Derek Rose off the bench. Sixth man can crush people. Really difficult, difficult team to stop. We know what they do defensively, right? We know how hard it is. They're stingy. They're physical. They're tough. And as long as they can stay healthy like everybody else, I think the offense has plays better. I think the offense plays better. I think it's a tough place to go play at MSG in New York. And I think they've got perimeter pieces. They've got bench pieces. They're not that big. So that's one kind of problem for them. They just have a lot of like, you know, intermediate sized guards and, and, and forwards. Noel's not bad, but he's not a big guy. He's more of a stretch four type of thing who can't shoot. But I just think this team at 41 and a half wins, they care about the regular season. <laughs> they're going to play hard. They're going to play. They're going to play big minutes over 41 and a half for the New York Knicks. Over 41 and a half wins for the New York Knicks. I, I think they're going to be a story. And I think you got maybe another all-star year in Julius Randle adding the guys they added. I think Fournier and Kemba, as long as those guys stay healthy, Kemba's got monster injury, injury concerns. But at home, maybe he sucks it up. Maybe Kemba gets a better attitude and he helps the Knicks to go over 41 and a half wins. All right. So I'm sorry to give you three overs. It's it's kind of like a little square thing to do, but I couldn't find any unders that I really like besides the Lakers under 52 and a half. And like I said, their schedule just is a little bit too easy for me to go ahead and bet an under for the Lakers under 52 and a half. And I just, I don't want to, you know, if they get on some crazy historic run where they win 20 consecutive games because they suddenly care, I, I don't want to be on the other side of that and praying for losses and injuries for the Lakers. So, okay. So our three future bets, all one unit, 
Golden State over 47 and a half wins. Atlanta Hawks over 47 and a half wins. And the New York Knicks over 41 and a half wins for the 2021 2022 NBA season here for the Daily Juice. All right. Coastal Carolina minus four on Wednesday. We've got the Warriors tonight, plus four at the Lakers. And I will add baseball in the Discord channel. Most likely the over for the Red Sox and the Astros. Team total for the Red Sox is potential. Red Sox money line, also a potential. Zach Granke going for the Houston Astros. He has not pitched in a month. And the Red Sox smacked that dude. Okay, so mm, season on the line, handing the ball to Granke. Whoa. You know Dusty Baker is panicking right now if that guy is going to try to keep them from going down three to one. And the Red Sox, remember how the, this is a weird little quirk, how the Red Sox, it's 2-3-2. Two, two. Red Sox have a shot at not going back to Houston. They can close the series out at Fenway Park on Wednesday night. So th- normally it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Nope, it's 2-3-2. Two, because of COVID concerns and traveling and whatnot. They flipped that backwards how it used to be. I don't really like that. But right now for the Red Sox, that's huge <laughs> to be able to close out that series in five and sit there and wait for the winner of the National League at home. Never go back to Houston. So if the Red Sox win game four, I find it hard to believe the Astros win game five. Maybe they do, but the Red Sox are set up much better. And the Astros are reeling for pitching right now, having a real tough time of it. How much time have we gone here? Okay, I got one more thing to say. I got a little time here. One more thing to say. There's a book called Thinking in Bets that go and look at. People often ask me, like, Matt, what book should I read? And let me pull it up. I, I have the audio book of it and see if I can show you on, on the YouTube channel in case that you're ever interested in, in reading something like this. Because this book is, well, it's really good. It's called Thinking in Bets. It's, by, um, it's written by... Let me see if I can pull this up. So let me see if I can show you guys on YouTube. So um, that is that is what it is by Annie Duke, Thinking in Bets. Okay. This is, she's a professional poker player, but it's an awesome book about making decisions. It's an awesome book about, uh, um, oftentimes we judge decisions based upon the outcome of the decision, which is not the way you're supposed to approach something. You're supposed to approach something as not by the outcome, but but did you do the right research to come up with the right idea? It's a lot about making bets, right? Are you on the right side of a wager? Did you write, did you make the right call? Things may have gone against you, but you did the right side. You went ahead and looked at the right information. You do studied. You came up with the right decision. Okay. I bring this up because of what happened with Sean McDermott at the end of the game for the Titans. And so we shouldn't be judging decisions based upon the outcome, but huge argument raging right now because the analytical community, everyone who loves analytics is going to tell you that going forward and fourth down right there was the right move to make. Getting it or not, I wouldn't have done it. Okay. And I was all over Belichick for punting on fourth down in overtime to the Cowboys. That's a totally different circumstance because the Patriots were in a tie game in overtime and the next score would have lost the game for them or gone to overtime, kick three. No, it was in overtime. You would kicked it. You would have lost by three. That game, fourth and one, after getting stopped on third down with Josh Allen running, there are more things that can happen in the negative than in the positive. You can say, well, man, you might have a 50-50 or 75% chance of getting that fourth and one. It's worth going ahead and doing that. The only thing that could happen is a fumble or his foot slipped like what happened and Josh Allen got stopped. Okay. 
I get that opinion and I get that thought. I'm not judging the decision based upon the outcome. I'm judging the decision because on the road, you kick that, you go to overtime. You say, hey, wait, coin flip, maybe they never see the field. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Derrick Henry was hot and had gone down there, but you've spent so much money and you all have all this draft capital spent on your defense because you're supposed to be a team that can stop the run, right? That's what you're supposed to be. Now, I bet against it because I don't think that they are. But if you're the Bills and you think that you are, kicking the field goal there after missing it on third down, going to overtime, maybe getting the football and you never give the football up, or if you lose it and the Titans get the ball, you hope your defense can hold to a field goal and get a stop in the red zone, or maybe get a stop before that, get the football back, you go down and you score. It's much like fouling to me at the end of a, of a basketball game. Extend the game. Extend the game. Sure, you can win it right there, but you lose it 100% if you don't get it. Game's over. So rather than having the game be decided on that play, win or lose, you can say, well, I have my best player. I'm comfortable winning or losing the game right then and there. Why? You don't have to have that. You don't have to do that. You have the advantage. The Titans defense is one tired and two so banged up. They can't stop you. You know, they can't stop you. You know that Derrick Henry's been tough and you know you, they, they scored on six straight possessions. I get that your defense is tired as well and hasn't done a really great job, but your defense is still better than their defense and your offense is better than their offense. So if you win the coin flip, you're going to win the game. Most likely. If not, you're getting three points, and then maybe you can stop them from getting three points as well. But to me, I'm always going to be more conservative and not a slave to the numbers. So I think that's an analytical. The analytical Bible preaches this. This is a commandment that don't judge a decision based upon the outcome. I understand that entirely. But at some point, as a coach, you got to read the room and you got to read your team and read what's on the other sideline. That's why I was so adamant on Twitter last night about why that field goal should have been kicked. I loved it. I was on Moneyline Titans and I was on plus six. Okay. I called the Jaguars outright. I called the Titans outright. <laughs> Two bets I made on the money line over the weekend. We had plus three and a half in the circa. I sprinkled on the money line because I thought they could win it. That hit last night, gave you guys plus six as an official play for a full unit. Sprinkled on the money line like we always do. Bet the dog and the money line. Sprinkle on the Warriors tonight, by the way. Not officially, but sprinkle on the Warriors. Money line Warriors plus four, right? Basically, 10% of your bet should be money line. Take that. So if it's 100 bucks, take 10 bucks and bet on the, the, the money line for the Warriors. But that's how I do it. And so I got the Titans right money line and I got the Jags right money line. So didn't have a great week, but I got those two things right. <laughs> so pretty good uh, on my end. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Each and every morning, it's the Daily Juice podcast right here on bettingpros.com. Always being brought to you by BetMGM. MGM.